Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I saw Mikey kissing Mrs. Claus Underneath the mistletoe last night She didn't see him go Out the window to the snow He bailed again like goats of Christmas Passed from long ago And Paige and Todd are gonna Just like chestnuts on your open fire So here's the friends you know Romancing in the pod show Mikey kissing Mrs. Claus last night Thank you for tuning in to Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Snake Plissken. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm the president's daughter. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm Guy Pierce in that one movie he did that like slaps, but like no one talks about. Wait, what movie? Hang on, is that Guy Pierce? It is Guy Pierce, right? What are, what, you talking, what are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I know that he has not watched Escape from New York so much more than I did 30 seconds oh, ago. Oh shit! Sorry. Yeah, I did. I've I've seen it. What I've, movie were you thinking of? I've seen it one time. Uh, who did you think was Guy Pierce? So I went, okay, full disclosure. I went from, I guess, Snake Plissken, obviously escaped from New York. I don't know what the right. fuck Mikey said, but he said he was the president's daughter. And so I went to the Guy Pierce, Maggie Grace action film lockout. Where he goes to space to yes. rescue the president's daughter. Yes. Okay, Todd, first off, that's how I got there. The plot of. Escape from New York is that they send Snake Plissken into New to York to rescue the president's, the president's daughter. daughter. Oh, I believe you. And <laughs> I know I've seen that movie. Have no memory of anything other than the snake tattoo, guys. Oh. That's a feeling I don't want to explore. <laughs> it's Ooh. my Roman Empire. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we need to explain what just happened, though, because Paige came in hot wearing an eye patch. Yeah, I've got an eye patch on. Was it is that Black Mamba? <laughs> no. Yes, it is Black Mamba. <laughs> which is weird that she's Black Mamba. Anyway, we can't get into it. But yes. I honestly know I know I've seen that movie. Have no idea what you guys are talking about. That's because what is wrong it's because you? Jaime snatched her eye out for being for being bitchy. What? Have you ever realized that you're on a bunch of movie podcasts with a guy who's not seen any movies, <laughs> you know? Seen any fucking movies? <laughs> Even though we've done like 500 yeah. episodes of shit. <laughs> but like really popular movies you think he had seen if you're like a cinephile. Or he sees them and he doesn't remember them. I don't think so. I think he sees GIFs on Twitter and then thinks he's seen enough to make a reference. That's possible. Who, me? Yes, you. I definitely do that. Jaime snatched her eye out. That's why she, Black Mamba, has the patch. <laughs> why did why did Darth Vader's wife snatch someone's eye out? That's Padme. Oh, my bad. 
<laughs> I am just coming in like with chaotic energy, and I apologize because this I like week that I'm the eye patch <laughs> one, and you have the chaotic energy. Because I came this- in here less one eye than usual. Hey, you actually seemed more focused. <laughs> uh, f- fun fact, not. I'm going to have to probably take the patch off to read because my depth perception is fucking dog shit. I could have done the outline. Why didn't you just tell me? Well, I didn't think about it. And like, I lowered the light <laughs> so that I could potentially take the patch off. But I told Todd, I was like, I'll take it off. But I want you guys to have a real reaction <laughs> because earlier today I was eating breakfast without it on and I kind of like laughed at a YouTube video that looked at Jake in the kitchen and he wasn't ready for it and he was like, oh, I mean, oh my God, I'm so sorry, honey. I didn't, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw that playing out in my head and that shit's hilarious. I'm sorry that you had that experience though, babe. Uh, oh, I started laughing, but I like I was, cause here's the, it'll heal. I think uh, so it'll be fine. <laughs> but like he just like definitely did not have time to like reset his face I got you this is actually the most fun I've had with a girl wearing an eye patch since I lost my virginity at the carnival <laughs> okay so let, let's get into how I ended up wearing an eye patch um okay so I'm not 100%. Somehow. You're about 50% if we're going to do yeah, percentages. Yeah, I mean, you're 50% on eyes. You're definitely not 100% on I eyes. I have half right. the normal amount of eyes. It's okay, everyone. She's got 20 eyesight. Vision. I've got 20 vision. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even think this one's 20. Like, now that I'm on, down to one, I'm like, fuck, I need glasses. Uh, but Monocles, Paige. <laughs> Monocles. So I went with Crystal to go see the Beyonce movie. And I think I may have rubbed movie butter into my eye or something. I have no recollection of injuring my eye. Paige, you cannot let that be the public story about what happened to your eye. I don't know what happened. This is wild. This is how you wore an eye patch? <laughs> I don't know. I have no definitive recollection of injuring my eye. I just know that later that night, my eye started hurting and I was like, that's weird. And like people at home, you need to understand that this is like an eye patch ass eye patch this is like it's it's a full eye patch dinner theater pirate eye patch this is not like a classy medical model this is a medical one we had to buy it at cvs (laughs) i didn't just have an eye patch laying around i mean i do but it's a snake eye and i was like that's a weird one to wear anything's an eye patch if it blocks the eye (laughs) that's fair i mean you do look like pirate redenbacher because you're like (laughs) shoving movie popcorn into your eye and you have to wear a fucking eye patch you monster i love it so i think that that's the only thing i could think of that like maybe i rubbed my eye or something i don't know but like later that night my eye starts kind of hurting and at first i thought it was a sinus infection because i definitely also have one of those i am hopped up on sudafed right now (laughs) and it was like squeezing my eye but then like the next day i got up and this had happened Hold, hold your horses. Oh, she's oh, take. Oh, take it off slow, the, baby. It's stuck in the headphones. No, not, you don't have to take it all the way off. You can just, you know, just flip it up a little bit. You, you need, you need to learn how to use this. Okay, all right. It doesn't look that bad. It looks a little bad. Oh God, it's. Pr- oh God, you cannot barf for red eye. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Basically, the white part of my eye is red, like Darth Maul. 
It looks pretty badass, honestly. You look like if Mrs. Buttersworth decided to take up a life of high seas adventure. (laughs) (laughs) With her husband, Josh Hartnett? Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! (laughs) I thought... Jake was just slanging dong into your face. I, I'm so weirded <laughs> out by this other story. <laughs> Why is that better than the movie Popcorn? They were just moving furniture, Mikey. Right. The, the other option is that some sort of tinsel accoutrement has ended up into my eye, but I don't remember that. So, I don't know. Your elf on a shelf be doing too much if you're getting tinsel facials. <laughs> <laughs> something. Something. My elf on a shelf just farted bare-assed onto my pillow, and this is what happened. Oh I have jingle eye. There's nothing I can do about it. Anyway, we did the movie Best, Best Christmas, Christmas ever. ever. Yeah, I don't know how you're going <laughs> to... I feel... I don't feel comfortable with the Buttersworth joke. I I don't know about it. I I don't I, I think that might be what happened. Anyway, <laughs> I, at one point I had to show my boss and and he was like, "Oh, yeah, uh stick to the low lighting." And I was like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah. It was pretty great. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> Todd's very, do you need me to put the patch back on Todd? No, I'm fine. Are you sure? Don't get close to the camera though. <laughs> Look into my eye. <laughs> Look in my eye. What do you see? Don't rub it, Paige. Paige, do not rub it. No, I did. I did finally start producing my own tears today, so that was good. What are you, an emo band? Is that like a thing you say? My eye. It, it wasn't producing its own. No, she was like, she was like Casino Royaling it. Yeah, it was what? Casino Royaling it. Buttered popcorn was leaking out of her <laughs> face, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I, I wasn't producing. I had to just like, you know, do tons of eye drops because my eye wasn't like, yeah, but today it is. Up until three years ago, I didn't know how to do eye drops. And I don't know if I've told this story before. I'm sorry. Were you drinking them? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Where were you putting them? You were in your 30s at that point. Late. This is not early. This is like mid 30s. <laughs> and I was like, I had to call the girl I was with at the time, like dating. And I was like, hey, I need you to like not laugh at me for a second. And then I was like, <laughs> no deal. <laughs> I don't know how to put these antibiotic drops into my eye. <laughs> It's a wonder you guys uh, aren't together anymore. And I didn't know you had to go from like the inside. I was like, trying to just drip them in and i was like i keep blinking and it's not working you gotta go from the side yeah she's like go from the inside oh i could drop them in i i cannot i have to go from the side she had to teach me and i was like wow you people with glasses and contacts are real weird yeah we are legit 10 minutes into this recording and we have not yet even talked about this movie this movie's about nothing what are you talking okay Todd, what movie did you pick? Yeah, this is Todd's pick. I convinced Todd to pick this because my mom and I watched it. This is not a romance, by the way. <laughs> not even remotely. I Listen, Wikipedia classified it. it. They rekindled their, their flame, their twin flame. There is one scene where they bake in a whole lot of like metaphor and then there's no romance ever outside of that one scene. Yeah. And that one scene is like less than a lifetime movie amount of romance. There's more kisses than a lifetime movie. That's true. I watched this with my family uh, and I thought that this was more bonkers than usual for a Christmas film. Oh yeah. And convince Todd to pick it. So this is like a shadow Mikey pick, I think. It I will I will 100% give you credit. 100%. As a shadow Mikey from the darkness <laughs> manipulating Todd into picking it. And like I told y'all like there's a hot air balloon, but like 
conservatively 20 minutes of an arc reactor hot air balloon trip that is so dumb and bonkers yeah that is a lot it's a long time in in a movie that is only 80 minutes long (laughs) (laughs) this is a very quick movie it's essentially like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation if we follow Ellen Griswold's character, right? Bro, Heather Graham's character in this movie is a teetotal bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I don't know what else to say about that except... It's true. Like, she's just not nice. I think that's what the movie is. And then she learns, you know, and then she has like a turn. It takes her learning that... Her friend's child died. Right. For her to be like, you know what? Maybe I am a little too hard on people. Holy shit. I also <laughs> don't think it's fair to put it all on her because her, first of all, she's got the weirdest kids in the world. I fucking love it. But her husband, not helping. Like, her her husband is, for lack of a better term, dead weight in this movie. And I was like... He's 100% a big third child. Yes! Yes! I was like, I don't blame her for not being happy. I would be fucking furious. Well, I mean, she's happy with him. She's, like, projecting in a way that is wild. Like, look at my husband. Look how beautiful he is and worthless. I love him. Look at how hot Jason Biggs is and always has been. I know. I was like, girl, no. But you know what I hate? Fucking happy families writing me letters in the holidays. <laughs> Fuck them. Well, but she wasn't going to do anything about it. She was just going to stew on her own. And who doesn't love a good stew? Like, she was, it was because they dragged her there. Like, if she didn't have to go, she would have just stayed mad by herself and it would have been fine. <laughs> I do love that you're advocating zero personal growth for the Heather Graham character at the beginning of this movie. You know what? <laughs> My friend is a bitch with her kids and her success and like fuck them and that's why oh look at her stupid dead kid oh okay like you guys don't have people that you hate watch on social media i know you fucking do i know you fucking do (laughs) that is an unfair comparison it is not an unfair comparison that's the exact same shit it's very unfair because it's very damaging to my case so like (laughs) (laughs) yes and i'll admit like i do think this movie kicks off when like brandy is like reading what she wrote and it's like very performative and silly and you get like the heather graham eye roll or whatever i was like i might be fucking here for this movie right because it does feel like like the worst possible spin very petty yes i know you would love this movie yeah okay mikey so yes it, it does feel very petty but also like it just feels like she got a letter from her husband's ex-girlfriend like pretty serious ex-girlfriend that kind of used to be her friend yeah yes and like she slipped and hit her head and this is like a jacob's ladder situation of her like spinning out into what it would be like the worst case situation i honestly thought like at the end of this movie we might have like her wake up from a coma i thought we were gonna find out that brandy had been con it was a con artist and conning the whole thing and that would have made me so happy same even worse you two her husband did the darkest of betrayals write positive things about their family and hide it from her because she's so against christmas letters yeah but the way that he like brings that up i was like divorce leave the house right now because he literally in front of everyone's like actually you're the problem and you've been an asshole to these people. and i was like 
okay, third child, somebody's <laughs> about to get a spanking because mama has been paying all the fucking bills. Like, oh, I was leave him at the house. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, I think he made money. Doing what? Do he you has no job. do it? What job does Jason Biggs' character do it all in this movie? I think he's at least a handyman, which is good money. He's not a handyman. Contractor. He wants to be, is not, because she didn't fund it. I will say that. I think he takes care of the kids more than she does. She drives those kids around this entire fucking movie, Mikey. And the monkey bob. He's absent. Huge sections of the movie. He's just not even there. He's off playing guitar with his ex-girlfriend. Like, she's not supposed to be kind of pissed. I side with Heather Graham pretty much this entire movie. Well, okay, we gotta go back to the other bonkers thing about this movie is, hell yes, I love the energy we've got going for this episode. Wait, we wouldn't even be having a discussion if these people would have left the house the next day after the heated garage melted the snow or whatever. Right? Yes! Why would you not leave? Also, how do you not know... A six-hour trip became a 12-hour trip, and you're an idiot. Mother, oh, yeah. I, that, well, because they, it was like a new house, so they kind of like yada, yada, yada explain it, but not really. Yeah, they had just moved. This seems kind of far. Are you sure we're headed to the right place? Or, you know, we stopped for gas. You want to check on things? Like, yeah, like, was there traffic? Yeah, no, I definitely would have checked more than once in that multiple-hour drive, 100%. Especially through the snow. It seemed like they were driving for like 12 plus hours. Like it was a long drive. I expect nothing less from non-landowners. Oh my God. (laughs) When this movie opened up with Heather Graham like my life is shitty or whatever. And she was saying that from like the stairs in my old apartment complex. (laughs) I was living. Because that is exactly what it looked like. And I love that place. I was like, all of her neighbors decorated for Christmas? That must be like a really bougie apartment complex. Man, you would be lucky to see like a string of lights around someone's small ass shitty balcony. And that would have been the Mikey of the building. I know. You wanted to know that person because they were merry and bright. Oh, I just got a new extension cord to plug in my new blow molds. I'm very excited about it. Did you blow too hard and got some mold in your eye? No, I, I think I was too affected by Beyonce's majesty. And my eye couldn't handle it. I think it was the artificial butter flavoring that your eye couldn't handle, perhaps. Or I insulted Pie May. <laughs> you choose. Maybe I was too mouthy with Pie May's training. <laughs> well, I'm going to call you one Einsy. One Eyesy. Like Beyonce. Mm. Wow, Look that was that. not at all like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just, I listened to the Princess Switch episode today because it's, it doesn't come out yet, but like I was listening to it. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Comes out tomorrow. And Mikey pretended, <laughs> trying to do Sia and me interpreting it is, might be my favorite thing we've ever done. Yeah, man. Very funny. Woo! Oh, God. Anyway, I think Heather Graham murdered that other kid. And I'm just going to throw it out there early <laughs> that she hates this woman and murdered her son. I, I thought maybe it was a balloon accident, but then they were like at the hospital. I was like, oh, it was probably cancer or some shit. I, my son's biggest dream was to sail around the earth in a balloon that was environmentally friendly. And I've been like, I mean, yeah, he was nine or whatever, but like, <laughs> what? I mean, you tried to do, you did, you put everyone in danger. Heather Graham also 
jumping down into Santa's sled at the end is like the most passively suicidal thing oh, I've yes. seen on a Christmas movie oh, yeah. in a very long time. Oh, Mikey, that portion of the movie exists to pad out the runtime because without it, this movie is barely an hour long. This movie's barely a seventh heaven episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the wildest part. It was an arc reactor, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, it's an arc reactor. They're like, it's solar panels. Like, there's no solar panels on that air balloon. It was around the outside of it. They do have like little bands of what are, I mean, it's all CGI and not good CGI. So like, it doesn't fucking matter. But yeah, like. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's all fake. So like, it doesn't really matter. But okay. So if your parents had to make your dream come true when you died at nine, like what was your dream that they would have to like carry out? Two chicks. <laughs> no, Mikey, you were nine. They'd have to convince George Lucas to put me in the next Star Wars movie or Taylor Hansen to marry me at nine. Like, it's one of the two. I humbly wanted to travel the world in a eco friendly hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah, so th this is this. So like this is getting to my point. I think that that was Brandy's dream, and she was like pushing that into her son. And when her son died, she was like, of course, that's what he wanted to do. So she just did it. I think he was older than nine, by the way. Was he? How old was he? I think he was like a teenager is what it sounded like. Well, then that makes the dream even dumber because he should know better. <laughs> I thought that he was like nine, too, when he died. No, because that's how they were able to lie to people in the Christmas letter that he was like abroad doing stuff was that he was like a teenager. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't send a 10 year old uh, abroad unless it was uh, Mikey's dream. And then you would send. <laughs> I wish someone sent me abroad when I was 10. Yeah, exactly. then you would send him too. But yeah. <laughs> I, I I love that we were getting to the same joke. We were getting to the same joke, but I want to point out I was only making that joke because you said at nine you wanted to fuck two chicks at once. Uh, that's not something my mind would have naturally come out with. What do you like? <laughs> Careful, Mikey. No, and I'm pretty sure, Mikey, at nine, you would have like gotten within whispering distance of a boob and been like, oh, I don't know what to do. I mean, you talk about that was my dream and like, I would like to be whispering distance from a boob. An eco-friendly boo. <laughs> I think at nine, my dream was like going like an archaeological dig or whatever. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, this is just like manual labor. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> or spending a lot of time in a library. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My dream is to have friends who send me a Christmas. I, I don't get Christmas letters at all. I get some. I get cards. Hey, everybody send Christmas letters to the P.O. Box. I'd love to get Christmas letters. Do we not get any? We get some at Cult Podcast. I haven't checked the P.O. Box in a bit. I'm so sorry. I've been very busy at work. So maybe we have gotten some. We've been busy. Yeah, Cult Podcast usually gets a few every year. Yeah, we, we got some last year for the horror version I know of for sure. I want my Pitbull flag for the summer. <laughs> That's still upstairs. And that was so hard to explain to Natalie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm setting up my pool this summer and putting my Pitbull flag flying high next to it. And Mikey, we're... I swear to God, we're going to do a stream from the pool. I swear to God, Just, we're going to make it happen. I'll pit bull in the back. I, I know you want me. 
hiding on you. I have a vision for my summer now, and that flag is very front and center of that vision. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta we gotta get through this movie, although it won't take us very long. <laughs> but let's get through the movie scene by scene. Okay, so we open on Brandy writing a a bonkers Christmas letter with like words like splendiferous and a child that's been <laughs> wonderfulingly, wonderfully, wonderfulingly uh, accepted to Harvard. Wonderingly, I feel like when that kid announces they believe in Santa at the end of the movie, they should be removed from Harvard. Um, but also, that little girl also played the little girl in the ludicrous Christmas movie, and she's great in both movies. I would have been like, I came here for the Christmas pageant. Who is this little person up here who thinks this stage is about her and whatever she's talking about? Yeah, and if you rearrange the letters in Santa, it's Satan. <laughs> I do feel like they cut out like a subplot of her like, talking to the crowd or whatever because it is out of nowhere where she does that it is i do love her powerpoint though and then the movie just like ends anyway we'll get there oh and real santa was in this movie yes yeah real santa was in this movie for just a little bit they got real santa guys it was a real coup yeah yeah, yeah. and jesus they really like i'm sorry jesus was in this wait real jesus where was jesus in this movie uh he's everywhere <laughs> 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 you son of a bitch <laughs> It's just weird for a Santa centric movie To also be like We're gonna do like A real life Bethlehem play as well Oh no people do that all the time People have those weird things Of Santa kneeling at the manger And I was like Hundreds of years apart Like what are we doing I want one of those <laughs> I like the ones with Jesus And the minions Those are my favorite I was one of the wise men With the worst The myrrh and I was cursed to wander the earth for the rest of my existence, giving better gifts to other people. <laughs> Somebody write that movie. Somebody write that Christmas movie where Santa is one of the wise men. Why have we not explored this yet? It's like a gritty reboot of the Santaverse. It's like Violet Night where he's like, I was a warrior with a hammer. And I was like, hell yeah, you were like, you know, my two, my two friends gave gold and frankincense. <laughs> No one even knows what Mert is. I should have just got them a gift card. <laughs> yeah, I just picked some shit off the ground. And then, like, <laughs> Jesus himself as a baby cursed me to wander the <laughs> earth and give better <laughs> gifts until the end of time. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. I got the first 30 pages for you right here. <laughs> We may have to cut this out. I'm not even joking. This is a million dollar idea right like, here. Like, hey, hey, there's no rule that says a dog can't be queen. <laughs> hey, Airbud. But said Airbud. I was going to bring him cookies, but I ate them on the way, and now I am cursed to eat billions of cookies a year. <laughs> it's like the. It's like Life of Brian, kind of. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Anyway, back to the movie. Heather Graham, kind of a total bitch about this whole thing called no, Christmas. No, no. Heather Graham gets an unfair shake in this film. Anyway, Brandy's writing about how awesome her life is, and we cut to Heather Graham opening it and being like, motherfucker, like life is shitty, and this just makes it feel worse. Yeah. But they're packing up her kids and her husband for their Christmas where they're going to go see her sister. This is where we get introduced to her weird ass kids. And I fucking love weirdos. Like, if your kid's a weirdo, that's way more fun for me. Like, if your kid's like, I want to watch Coco Melon, I don't care. But if your kid is like, I only watch Diagnosis Murder and I wear suspenders at all times, I'd be like, yes. I feel like those are wildly um, different age groups you're describing. Not necessarily. <laughs> Sometimes kids are weird. Isn't Coco Melon like an infant show? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I did like that all four kids had like 
distinct personality traits. Like, there's three kids. Are you including Jason Biggs as one of the children? <laughs> one is dead. Yeah, guys. One of them thinks she's a superhero but doesn't know what her power is. Right. One has a fucking pet stuffed animal named Monkey Bob or whatever. Love Monkey One's Bob. One's an 11 year old in Harvard, and then one is dead. Those are all distinct character traits. Yeah. Uh, one, and one wants to flip houses, even though he doesn't seem to know how and doesn't have the capital to do so. Literally, we know nothing about his employment. I think he is just homeless or soon to be. <laughs> He's not homeless. He's not homeless. He definitely lives in her apartment. But I, I do think that... Lives in her apartment. Well, we establish multiple times that her job pays the bills. Oh, yeah. Many times. Like that she's paying for everything. She made him give up his dream for music to raise two kids. Oh. She didn't make him do anything. <laughs> he helped make those kids. So if that was his thing, he that's on him. And also, no offense, Brandy. Brandy's the one with the talent, not him. He's just there to play guitar. She's the one who can actually sing. Do you think Jason Biggs can actually play guitar and sing? No. 100%. I mean, maybe sing. Guitar's more difficult, in my opinion, than just like singing out one harmony, right? Yeah. Who, yeah. who has the time to learn the four power chords? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a gift he gave up, Mikey. <laughs> Such a gift. They made a whole ass movie about the guy who wrote I Can Only Imagine. That dude couldn't even write a third verse. First off, that's John Lennon. <laughs> I Can Only no. Imagine? That's not John Lennon. No, yeah. I, I don't know what Todd is talking about, but it's not John Lennon. It's not. Isn't that the who's the, the Beatles song? I can only imagine. Yeah, what it will be like. It, <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about just the song Imagine. They made a whole ass movie about that man, and he couldn't oh. even write a third verse to that song. That's what I was saying. I'm not interested. That's probably a romance film. I doubt it, unless it's about him fucking God. I was going to say, it was like, that's a church song. And yeah. church songs, low barrier of entry. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of them at church had a low barrier of entry, and that's why they got in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's talking about kids. Oh. I watched a lot of documentaries last night through one eye, and I know exactly what you mean. Todd, I'm going to give you a compliment. Thank you. I think drumming is a lot harder than guitar playing. I would 1000% disagree, but I, I understand why some people feel that way. I think my brain works for drumming because when I started playing drums, it made sense. And I sat down and like time signatures made sense and beats made sense and like all that made sense. You handed me a guitar and I was a fucking elephant with his dick out and I couldn't do anything. It was the worst. I know one thing an elephant with his dick out could do. <laughs> Mikey, why did your brain go there when you see an elephant with his dick out? I don't know. Gu guitar is different, it, but it, it, guitar is an exercise <laughs> in multiple parts of your body doing different things at once, which is tough. Guitar is? Yes. I think you mean drums are. Drums are also. Yeah. But gu guitar is too, because you're not... you're. One hand is doing one thing, the other is the rhythm, and it's like, it was so tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just your upper half. With drums, yeah. you're doing it all over your body. Right, Unless yeah, you're yeah, Dave yeah. Matthews and walking around like a chicken while playing guitar. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people do. You can't just stand there. Then people think you're weird. I guess you would tell that elephant you got some junk by that trunk. It's not by it. It's back. You don't know how big it can get, Paige. I, that's fair. That's fair. Well, they, I mean, they're both. if they're both long, they could meet in the middle. Mikey, are you thinking what I'm thinking right now? <laughs> 
Except that that's his nose. Do you want to smell your dick? Let me smell your Yo, dick. <laughs> Just like Barnum and Bailey would have wanted. <laughs> In the center ring, this elephant's going to suck his own dick. <laughs> With his nose. He's going to sniff his own dick. <laughs> He's going to snuff himself off. <laughs> You've never seen it before here, kids. And this Sesame Street episode's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. So, like, here's the deal, guys. It's late night energy. Uh-huh. It's been a long few days for all of us. All of us. And we're just going to like let loose and keep crazy energy going the rest of the episode, I feel. Go, and we'll try and get you out before Taco Bell closes. Oh, no, I'm stuffed. And I had Taco Bell for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I had Taco Bell for dinner because I worked late and I had to pick something up on the way home. And... Like, literally have been working from 730 this morning, East Coast time, when I got in my Uber and worked on the drive to the airport. By the way, nothing makes you feel more like an executive than getting promoted and and then sitting in the back of a car that someone's driving you in and typing important shit on a laptop. I was like, <laughs> looks like we made it. And then we landed in Nashville and I went to Taco Bell and then I got my ass back to work. And then we found out we have a new advertiser that felt like fancy podcast money. And that was very exciting. That, that's why I had that song on my brain. Yeah, because. Looks like we made it. Look at what my undies, baby. <laughs> We don't know if they Wait, what happened? We don't know if they've bought yet. By the way, Paige, I went ahead and approved that clearly without waiting for Mikey to approve it. Hell yeah. What happened? He's <laughs> bought ads, bro. And we're gonna get <laughs> They didn't buy ads yet. Shh. Oh, okay. Sorry. We approved the brand. I'm gonna bleep it because they haven't bought ads yet. All right, all right, all They're right, gonna right, send right. us some though, right? They better. Because yes. then we've made it. Because daddy needs yeah. a new set. All right, can we yeah. get back? <laughs> I, well, I, I replied, I was like, next stop, next stop mattresses, baby. Hell yeah. If, we, if I can get a f***ing Casper mattress, I'm done podcasting. That's how I retire. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> we did it. There's nothing less for us to accomplish. For Alexander looked at there were no worlds left to conquer. Or no, I guess it was Osmandias. I don't know. I'm, I'm missing an eye. I cut to Mikey three years later, and he's laying on like nine Casper mattresses <laughs> tall. I feel a pee. <laughs> Like that 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 uh, story. Yeah, the princess and the pea. That was the joke I was making, and that you oh. yes, that you yes ended, and then as I was still laughing at your yes and, you felt the need to explain to me, <laughs> which is usually something Todd does. Todd's the king of explaining. To well, us. so okay, so Natalie and I have this joke. Guy Pierce, <laughs> the worst yes and on the history of the podcast. <laughs> I was until this moment going to cut that. Um, <laughs> late night energy, baby. It's just crazy, and I apologize. Y'all don't understand how much comedic strategy it takes for me to make a good joke about Todd's bad joke to have it where he has to force the bad joke into the pie. It's like 4D chess that we all play against each other for you. I do feel like that's true sometimes. <laughs> It does feel almost malicious. And I forgot what I was saying before, but I can't get the fuck over that. Like Paige looks like she's like cooking my waffle house right now. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely got some smothered and covered in her eye. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it's an eggshell. I was going too fast. I had to throw a chair at a bitch. Paige, I have never seen one simple, small accessory make someone look so much more trashy so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a no regrets tattoo is what he's saying yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Which is funny because earlier I was like, should I bedazzle it? <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. Yes, Paige. That would help. Then I really would look like Black Mamba. That's something Black Mamba would do. Yeah, because right now you look like you should be going next door to introduce yourself to your neighbors and be like, by law, I'm here to inform you. <laughs> I never, never touched a kid. I just peed in a playground in the middle of the day because I was so drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> the meth made me do it. Plus, I had this gallon of PCP. Yeah. I forgot my thirsty goose at home. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot about the thirsty goose. I didn't tell today someone posted the thirsty geese image <sighs> in the that's, Facebook group. Oh, that's who that's who I want to sponsor. Thirsty goose? <laughs> Guys, everybody tweet at Thirsty Goose and see if we can get a horror version romance in the pod. Thirsty goose sponsorship. <laughs> Ooh, take off my beak and pee down my throat. Oh God! Thirsty Goose. Thirsty Goose <laughs> claims they're the highest class urinal in the world. I disagree, cause Mikey's, mu you know, never mind. Oh, never no, mind. No, no, She's a sweet no, lady. No, 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 no. I gave you a compliment on this episode. First one in five years, baby. I'm just gonna eat gingerbread over here. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. I thought you guys were going to argue for a minute so I'd have time to shoot. Paige looks like she's uh, plotting to kill Inspector Gadget. <laughs> I expect her to sound like Starscream has disappointed her recently. <laughs> I've had to explain this in multiple work meetings. And so I always went with this eye is a homeowner. This one owns a lair in the middle of the ocean shaped like a skull. <laughs> I just look like I'm about to laser James Bond's genitals. Yeah. It's Johnny No Depth Perception. <laughs> so second scene, what's happened then? <laughs> okay. They take off. We do get so her 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 one kid wants to be a superhero. Doesn't know what her power is yet. I wish we could have spent more time with her. She disappears for a full hour of this movie. It's fucking wild. Where she's like either not present when the other two kids are hanging out or she's just like sitting off to the side. Yeah. Maybe she's with Jason Biggs, her father that you says doesn't do anything. Except she's not because Jason Biggs is off doing other things. In some cases with Heather Graham, where are their children? I don't know. Letting other people babysit them apparently. Yeah, that's what's happening in this movie. It's wild. Yeah. Anyway, they're getting ready to go. The other kid has a monkey that he talks to Calvin and Hobbes style named Bob. I love Monkey Bob. Me too. I think it's a terrifying addition. <laughs> and I love when kids are that weird. Yeah. So Marie, who I started Cult Podcast with, uh, they got a mechanical thing hand at Halloween. You know, the hand. And you like wind it up and it moves. And her kid carried it around and called it her assistant. Oh. For, <laughs> for oh, like yes. To present day. <laughs> That's amazing. It's one of the best things I've ever heard. I was like, yes. Oh, so she just has like the coolest kid I've ever heard of in my life. Oh, yeah. Her kid's awesome. Yeah. Like jealous. That kid is weird in a way that I love and like too smart. That kid's too smart. Is she going to Harvard at age 11? <laughs> no, but she's probably <laughs> going to be a, a fashion designer as an adult who says crazy things to the media and people are just like, she's wild. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Paige, you know what occupation would explain it all? What? A glove designer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll get to the gloves in this movie. Yeah. When the gloves come off. <laughs> anyway, her kid with the who talks to the monkey also thinks he's a ninja warrior. Love that. That's really fun. My sister and her husband brought ninja stars back from Japan for my husband. Nice. They're very sharp. <laughs> That's fun. We have to be careful with that. <laughs> 
Yeah, you have to be careful with most weapons, Paige. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like most knives. (laughs) You can just do whatever you want. Anyway, so they take off for her sister Stacy's house, and she had the kid put the address in, which was weird. I was like, why would you think your child would know this address? She, like, hands him her phone and says, put in your aunt's address and don't download any games. Yeah. The only thing that kid would do would be at least play a game. Mm-hmm. Maybe not download one, but at least play one. Yeah. But instead, he puts in the address to Brandy's house. Because he does have the Christmas letter, like, handy with him. Yes. 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 Because that's what you trust your child to do. Exactly. I don't. I'd be like, draw me a picture of a dinosaur while I put this address in. <laughs> Or just sit there and buckle up and give me two seconds to type in the address. And they've got to be, like, her sister, does she live in the same state as Brandy or? I don't know, but I had this thought too, Mikey, because, like, you at least know whether you're driving north or south or east or west (laughs) or whatever. Right. So, like, she has to be, like, okay, let's say that she drove 12 hours to Brandy's house. I had the thought that, like, her sister might be like three hours away from Brandy, you know? Like yes, that's what I in thought. In a city that's in like a similar direction, but still sort of not close. Right, but still far enough away that maybe you don't know. Yeah. And like, especially because she says when they get to Brandy's house, they're like, if we leave now, we could still make it to my sister's house. Yeah. Which in my mind meant before the dawn. Yeah, before the next morning. Yeah. I thought the same thing too, so. Yeah. And to be honest, it, it took me a while to figure out where they are. They're in Utah. Yeah. They end up in Utah. About a hundred miles away from Salt Lake City and they leave Arizona to get there. So they start driving. Uh, they don't pay attention to where they're going. They just drive. Which is nuts. Like anytime I stop and get out of my car, I have to put in where I'm going again. So like they just didn't like stop for gas or whatever. They didn't stop. They didn't stop for gas. They had an arc reactor in the minivan. <laughs> and we're also... Where's the hour-long shit talk about your sister and her family and why they moved and what house oh, they're going give to? give me the tea. I know. I did want to know that. It would come up. It would. Well, if she's going to shit talk that much about Brandy, she definitely. You know it's, yeah. Definitely. Oof. Who are we going to shit talk who moved recently? I mean, you're the one who moved the most recently. I did. I did move the most recently. <laughs> yeah, we can't shit talk you. I didn't move any closer to you, so there's that. Well, I mean, but you're in a better place. Like, don't move closer to us. Paige is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in a better place. Only my eye went first, and then I'm going to follow it. <laughs> we had a, a talk in the uh, HV Mod group text the other day about alternate pizza places I could have taken you. <laughs> but also Fat Sal's, what's up? Anyway, so what they do talk about is Brandy. We get a little bit of shit talk about Brandy where she's like, she lies about everything. Like she said, she knew Mariah Carey, but she didn't. And then she said, you proposed a bunch of times. And he's like, well, I proposed once, you know, or whatever. And he does in that moment be like, what's happening? Mikey, what are you watching? You can hear that? Yes! yes, I can hear when you're so bored you tune out and watch other videos while we're recording. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Something must have updated because you used to not be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Now you all see the real Mikey. Holy shit, Paige just takes a bite of her thing. <laughs> 
I came here with one eye. Yeah. I am diagnosed with ADHD. <laughs> I have ADHD. All three of us. Yeah, like all three of us. Respect it. <laughs> one third of us still use it as an excuse though Paige how does that happen I don't even know how to fix that setting you could try not watching things while we're trying to record does this mean that on work meetings they can hear me watching oh, movies no. yes it does Mikey that's not good hold on hold on I'm gonna mute myself and play it again why does it do that because you're not muted <laughs> It's only playing internally. Like, it should only be coming up on my speaker. Do you not know how microphones work? So is it hearing it from my speaker? Yes! Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you could just not watch movies while we're trying to record episodes. Let's not get out of hand here. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't do that. <laughs> They're GIFs with sound. How long is the GIF? 74 minutes. Nope. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. I guess I'm oh, watch good. Movies oh, anymore. you're ready now? Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry to slow you okay, down. I'm so sorry, sorry yeah, we cut yeah, into your so movie sorry. time. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you had some nice buttery popcorn and no napkins. <laughs> a baby got mad at somebody and was like, get out of my house, but like with less words because it's a baby. It was funny. <laughs> Great. Are you now just explaining the video you were watching instead of paying attention while recording an episode? <laughs> you get paid to record? I don't pay attention at real work all the time. I don't understand the problem here. <laughs> because this is something we actually need your input on. <laughs> oh that was dirty and i loved it oh, oh shit all right that's a real heather graham move right there that's right hero hero i'm the brandy of this podcast no you're the jason biggs of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> that is true go watch the kids or whatever <laughs> anyway in the car this is where we find out that Brandy and Jason Biggs used to be in a band and that according to Heather Graham, she embellishes, although we will find out that she maybe does know Mariah Carey, so maybe she doesn't, but I don't know. Okay, I do think what they really tried to do was get a Mariah Carey cameo and she had yep. someone read this script for her and be like, Mariah, no. And yeah. so they just like included photos of her. Yes, they were like, you could use my name. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, all I want for Christmas is to not do this movie. <laughs> anyway, they pull up at a giant house and they're like, did your sister move into a fucking mansion? And she's like, I don't think so like let's get out and check and of course it turns out to be brandy's house and brandy immediately is like oh my god come stay like stay overnight stay for breakfast whatever yeah i mean it really was just that it was like you know late at night she was just like hey just stay here we have plenty of space obviously i'm rich as shit or whatever so like just stay here and then stay for breakfast and then go Right. And she does say that they've like won a bet that she always puts on the Christmas letter yeah. for people to stop by and people never do. So she won a bet and she gets to do something naughty with her husband later. Good for her. And they do. Yeah. Good for them. Off screen, though. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. It's off screen. Yeah, I saw him. I get it, Paige. I get why you would enjoy that. Yeah, he was on power for a while. And I was like, yeah. Hey, what's up, Cristobal? Was that on Showtime or something? I It was on fucking Stars, you asshole. Stars? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's stars? Right. <laughs> the most Christmassy of networks, Star is in the name. <laughs> but why aren't they in the shows? <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> they are. You'd know if you watched it. <laughs> Bartholomew Williams Sr., he was in that other star show that I love. 50 Cent was on power, okay? 
Oh, Curtis Jackson coming at you. <laughs> That's right. Curtis Jackson. And then you had all of Party Down. All those people are fucking famous. I mean, I believe you, Captain Snackbeard. I'm just saying <laughs> that, like... Captain Snackbeard? <laughs> I'm not going to send you guys any Christmas cookies. No, Paige, no. I apologize. I apologize. Oh, I like that the actor who was shot nine times is on a show that was shot down nine times before it ended up at Stars. It wasn't. It's still going, and it has, like, 14 different offshoots and seasons. Power is, like, the uh, Law & Order. Yeah. On stars. Dude, there are so many spinoffs of that shit. Fucking love it. Yeah. Anyway, so they they pack it in for the night. And she is, Brandy is kind of being a little handsy with Jason Biggs. She is. She like blows him a kiss. I was like, maybe her and her husband are swingers or like, yeah. you know, they're like, hey, I liked your vibe from across the country. Yeah. Do you guys want to come stay with us for Christmas? But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little odd. Um, but this is where they're like, she's like, I'm spontaneous. And it looks like she and Jason Biggs, uh, Heather Graham and Jason Biggs, are going to maybe hook up in Brandy's house. And I was like, get some girl. Because on the other side of the wall, Brandy and her husband are clearly moving Banging furniture. it out, yes. They're going to town. Let me let me ask. If you were in this situation and your husband or wife or whatever. I thought you were going to ask this. I had prepared an answer. Go ahead. So Okay, let me finish the question just so the listeners are up to speed. So if you... Paige and your husband were at your a college acquaintance's house and Mikey if we were married and we were at a college acquaintance's house would you have sex with your wife there yep same this question has come up I am the instigator <laughs> Uh, and my husband is much more polite to people's homes. I'm not. And he's like, no, they could probably hear it. <laughs> like, You're like, yeah, they probably will. It was like about that. I don't think they're going to mind. <laughs> don't worry. They're going to know when I have an eye patch tomorrow morning at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you uh, mess around with the fish hooks. One eye for one eye. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, they go to bed and he's he's kind of like, oh, yeah, you're real spontaneous, whatever. But we get up the next day and they are snowed in. Now, we will reveal that there's a magical driveway at play later, but... It's not magical. It's rich people's shit. I, does that exist? Yeah, it does. It really yeah. exists? Mm -hmm. Okay. Squad goals, I guess. I mean, their house is <laughs> fucking huge. It is. The house is massive. Yeah. But she's like rich as shit. Like, she built an aviation company and then recently sold it. Right. Which means she's like... Flush with cash and ready to make very shitty investments. You guys, she made that a aviation company and sold it after when she was selling, you know, her aviation planes to the government overseas. She got captured by a terrorist organization. And when she was in a cave, what she was happening? forced to I don't know. build oh my God. a hot air balloon. Oh, that's how she that built the escape. She's totally <laughs> shark. Oh my God. Stark in her prizes. Think about it. Oh. <laughs> but they do have they have breakfast where we kind of meet, you know, her kid and her husband. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, whoever cast this movie. I love when Jason Biggs is like, hey, you're about to meet her husband. So, like, just try not to stare. And then it like. That's something my husband would do. <laughs> <laughs> and then it jump cuts to, like, POV of Todd seeing Jake the first time. And it was just like this hunky dude freshly squeezing orange juice. He now wants to watch you drink slowly. Yeah, because it's fresh. I love when it cut back to Heather Graham as she was drinking. And now like the wind was blowing her hair yeah, back. <laughs> fully still just inside their kitchen. Like it yes. was such a funny <laughs> shot. So, yeah. And he's in like 
He like he clearly was like working out or something that morning. So he's in one of those like kind of half shirts. I was just like, yep, A plus. The people who made this movie know what they're doing. They know what they did. Yeah. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. <laughs> I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's we're gonna table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh my god, guys, this actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for Factor Meal over Magic of the Pod. Heck yeah. We're gonna table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals, never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up. Just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I <laughs> have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48 when it could have been way less with factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with factor, except for right now, because <laughs> factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancing the pod 50 and use code romance the pod 50 to get 50% off that's code romancing the pod 50 at factormeals.com slash romancing the pod 50 to get 50% off that's a good deal do it and they have a easy to use app and they never require me to talk about the app Mikey, that was the end of the end that was the I end know. of the end <laughs> I'm, I'm still going all right factor meals <laughs> <laughs> VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is this with the same scene where they make the pancakes? We're about to get there. It's yes, right here. Yeah. Where they're handing a special pancakes to everybody, except for her. She just gets one plain pancake and they're like, it's the <laughs> nucleus of a cell. I was like, wow, you guys really stopped trying. <laughs> <laughs> but they're doing everything they can to like sort of make Heather Graham's character feel left out. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that they're doing it in a way that is like possibly explainable later on when they like emotionally manipulate me specifically into crying for the last 20 minutes of this movie. Oh, I did cry in the last 20 minutes what, of this when they're movie on the it really balloon? hurt my eye. I no. was not happy. <laughs> Paige, of course, of course it hurt your eye, Captain Peepers. <laughs> I really like, I thought it was funny that like they give her just a pancake and but they like try and give it like meaning so it gives Brandy an out if questioned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It really does make it seem like, okay, is this all like a shell game for Brandy? Or is like her, is this her See, real this life? Is what I'm I thought it was a shell game I for did Brandy. Too. And she was going to turn out to be like some sort of, like the whole thing was like, I've been trying to get Jason Biggs back for years. Yeah. Like on What We Do in the Shadows, where Nick Kroll is always trying to get that hat, that, that witch made of witch skin. I, I hear what you're saying if it was like a normal film but like right. this is a pg <laughs> christmas movie Boo. so i knew immediately that she was a good person and that she meant 
that it was it she was really thankful that she tutored her in physics and it was a cell i guess nucleus mikey yes it was the nucleus of a cell i agree but i i think it's funny that they're playing it like no one cared about enough about you she is touching her husband a lot though yeah i mean they definitely have had sex in the past she does flirt with uh, her other husband as well oh i listen that's why i thought they were swingers because yes, yes brandy and her successful karate business magnate slash nativity director hot hunky husband like they have sex all the time they're like moving furniture all the time my headcanon was he was secretly still moving weight for dre and this was just his side quest in the middle of power man (laughs) i love that nine people are gonna get that reference worth it (laughs) and Paige thinks all of you guys are stars that's right <laughs> with the z because it's not real <laughs> someday stars is gonna offer us money and then hear all the shit you said and be like oh no i guess we can't you know what if stars <laughs> offered us any amount of money mikey would be like yes please i love stars i've always watched it. they'd go back and be like we've heard your episodes and we know you're full of shit yeah meanwhile we've retweeted page before so like yeah, she's babe. a known quantity You've given them thousands of dollars of free ad space on our podcasts and someday that's gonna pay off for me somehow only for you though that's all right i prefer stripes <laughs> There's 13 of them, Paige. <laughs> and they don't run. <laughs> We're never going to get this through this goddamn movie. I, and- I've got it because my medication wears off in, a, in a good, just a couple hours. So, like, Paige has got a hard out. I've got a hard out when my eye just like stops working. <laughs> So they have to explain to the kids what was happening because they were making too much sounds having sex. And in doing so, they kind of like imply that Heather Graham and Jason Biggs are not, you know. They're not, though. Getting it in. They're not at all getting it in. You can tell. They have like a whole scene about it later. And I think that that one scene is why they felt comfortable calling this a romance because it aggressively is not. It's not. Uh, But also, they interrupt that conversation because Santa has left letters in the stockings, which are all definitely from Brandy. But it's just Brandy trying to make their Christmas great. It's Brandy being a great fucking mom and a host. Yeah. Yeah. But as Heather Graham would say, she puts the hoe in host. Wow. Well... Hey, again, she is being very, very handsy. Yeah. And it it would make me uncomfortable if I was oh, in her position. So you're saying she's a ho ho host? No, yeah. I'm saying Rude. I'm saying that she has inappropriate boundaries. Well, I mean, her and Jason Biggs fucked like 10 years ago, or maybe longer than that, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, that de- that decorum. You pick your spots. I don't know. I don't think I don't think Brandy's husband feels very threatened. Um, would you, Mikey? Like if you were that hot. Yeah. I'm not sure I would feel threatened by real life Jason Biggs. <laughs> well, it doesn't Same, it doesn't Mikey. matter if he feels threatened. He's not a part of this equation. It's Heather Graham being like, please stop touching my husband that way. He's like the stars of like leading men or whatever. You mean awesome with fantastic programming? Suck a butt. I like him in movies. Like he's not bad. He's fine. He's just not a hunky dude. No, I needed this to be a Paul Rudd. I don't think there's any way they could have gotten Paul Rudd because I'm pretty sure he reads scripts. Yeah, for sure. Um, but she does. Heather Graham kind of confronts her husband about this because she's like, hey, this is making me uncomfortable. Can you set a boundary here or whatever? And he's yeah. like, it's fine. She's not doing anything. And you keep staring at her husband. I'm like, 
First of all, her husband's wearing half a shirt. It's hard not to stare. Secondly, <laughs> staring and literally caressing two very different things. Brandy's husband does reach over and caress Heather Graham's leg. I don't think it's here. It's a little bit later. Yes. But even that, I don't feel like is her doing anything. Like, no, she doesn't seem to like hate it or anything, but like she didn't initiate that touch. No, no. Whereas Brandy is all initiating with Jason. Right. Well, and he's reciprocating. Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, that's what makes it so uncomfortable. I did not feel like she was wrong in feeling upset about that. I felt like that was very fair. No one would be surprised by this, but I didn't either. Yeah. I think she deserves it for not liking Christmas letters. Sometimes Christmas letters are boring. <laughs> Christmas Mikey is in full effect, guys. He's like, fuck all you wah humbugs. Here's the thing. If you if you want to do it, if you want to do it, great. I don't care. You do you. I like reading about stuff. I do wish that some people would make up wilder shit. I feel like that would be more well, fun. Well, then you would love Brandy. I honestly, I that's one of the ones I'd look forward to every year. I'd be like, can you? Yes. <laughs> she talked shit about her to her children. Yeah, I would too. But no one in this movie loves Brandy like Brandy. I don't know if you guys saw in the scene where they wake up. Yes. The morning after, like. They overheard Brandy and her husband having sex. You see Heather Graham standing, and in the reverse of that shot, behind her, there is a poster of Brandy that just says Aspire, Aspire. on it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that is an amazingly narcissistic thing to have up in your fucking guest room. I feel uh, slightly attacked as a person who owns a painting of themselves, but sure. But a painting of yourself that a very close friend and collaborator drew, Did. painted. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's amazing. But we don't know where Brandy's picture came from. It could have came yeah. from a very close friend who did the same thing. That's very true. Who was Who found her aspirational. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, it was like... Aspire was the name of her aviation company, perhaps. Ooh, okay. And that was like uh, a CEO profile front page sort of a thing, you yeah, know? And sure. she had that blown up and framed. That's how I justified it in my mind. <laughs> Because it would just be a bonkers thing to have like motivational posters with your face on them around your own home. But yeah, like I have copies of like the LA Times and stuff that I was in, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I need to be honest with you two immediately. I just had a news article about me come out and I told them that I wasn't going to let them interview me unless they took a better picture of me this time. That's right. And what may be the most diva of moments that I've ever done. And I thought they would just let me email them a headshot but they got the photographer to come out and take new photos of my team and i again and i was like i may have been ridiculous but i'm glad the photo's better it's way way better and mikey that speaks to how like important they think you are they would not do that for most people and i meant it as a joke because i was like hey can you just like not use that photo of me frowning again because like i feel like it, I, i'd take better pictures you do i was like could take a better picture of me and she's like we'll we'll take a better I think she took pity upon me. <laughs> anyway, so we cut to they go to get a Christmas tree. For me, this is the least believable part of this movie that this this family wouldn't already have a tree. The whole rest of the house is decorated. It's the week of Christmas. Three days before Christmas? Yeah, right? Yeah. Get out of here. I think they're doing this to humor them. But this is also where the pageant is and the Santa is. Like, everything's there. Yeah, this is the third set in the movie. Yeah. The first set was Heather Graham's apartment. The second set was their house. And the third set is this place. Yes. The first set was just an exterior of an apartment. That is true. Inside. We never even saw the inside it's of the apartment. It's a parking lot of any apartment USA. It's honestly yep. a soundstage at my old uh, college apartment. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, but this is where, as they're kind of unpacking the back of the van to get stuff to put the tree on top, they find the chip mitt. And the chip mitt is her invention that doesn't let crumbles stick to your hands when you're eating snacks, which I'm like hard pass licking the crumbles off my hands is part of it for me. Part of it. Yeah. Also, chopsticks do exist already. What's that? Chopsticks. You can eat Cheetos or chips with, cho- That's with chopsticks. That's true. The, the Oscar Isaac method. Yeah. yeah. I use nature's chopsticks. Fingers. Fingers. <laughs> And that's how you get butter in your eye. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes you got to make sacrifices for flavor. <laughs> I guess you're lactose intolerant. I'm not. Just my eye is. Yeah. This one eye. It needs to get in line with the rest of me that's like pro cheese all the time. You just need some TLC left eye. You have no left <laughs> eye. <laughs> Holy shit. That was like, that took me a second because y'all know how I don't get that kind of humor usually. But that got me, man. I got- I got it. I was like, left eye. Okay, where's he going with it? There's no. She has no left eye. I mean, they don't have a left eye anymore. She died. That's the joke. I know. I was gonna say, but left eye herself did have a left eye. She used to used to wear a condom over it. It's like a whole thing. Anyway, they go to get this tree. This is where the kids see Santa drinking a Red Bull, and they're just and the one kid with the monkey is like super worried that Santa's not gonna know that he's at a different place than usual, and this Santa is a bad improver. <laughs> he's improversed. What? As an impoverished? Yeah, but for people bad at improv. He's at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival? I can't see my way to the punchline of that joke, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bad improver because he's, the kids are like, oh, did you get our things? We sent you letters. And he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, right, the letters. And I was like, okay, Michael Scott, don't bring a gun to every scene. <laughs> I did love that, though, because like in my mind, the character who was like playing that scene was like, Okay, so at first in this scene, I just forget that I'm wearing the costume. Right. And then he, like, remembers it. Because he's like, what are you talking about under your pillow with the thing, with the letters? He needs to be sent to Santa boot camp. Oh, <laughs> I agree. Somebody put in the face, they're like, I'm crying at Santa boot camp. I was like, what? I cried during I like, Santa boot camp. What is wrong with everyone? I cried, too. I cried during I cried this, this movie, stupid movie. <laughs> Mikey. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? Trauma. I have an eye injury. Trauma. Do you know what else I cried in? Power. I cried during power when Raina died. Oh, my God. Not Raina. <laughs> it was so hard. You don't understand. Tell me about it, because I don't know anything about any of that, because I've okay, never so watched Star Raina is Ghost's daughter, and like she was in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> I now understand what I sound like when I explain Star Wars to people on a third date. Or or Rim Job World, yeah. Whenever you're just like, so you can build a thing for the space spiders. And I'm like, I tuned out a long time ago and was thinking about that hot guy from Power. Uh, I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3 now where I'm a God damn half, it. half orc paladin. Paladin. It's a D. There's a D in it. Paladin. I put the D in it. You said T. Paladin. Because <laughs> Mikey brings the D to it. <laughs> But palatin is a different word. But without the Mikey, it's just a palatin. Oh, God damn it. I'd like to... Lightning bolt. You rolled a one. Critical failure. You strike yourself in the left eye. You must wear an <laughs> eye patch for the next 10 days. First off, if you all think I'm going to let someone wearing an eye patch lecture me on being dorky, think again. <laughs> I'll remember this the next time you can't get through an episode without nasal spray. That's true. I do get really bad sinus infections. <laughs> yeah, you do. Anyway, they get back to the house and the mail has come and uh, Heather Graham picks it up and realizes that her husband sent a letter to Brandy. Yeah. And she asks him like, hey, have you had any contact with Jackie? 
And he's like, no. So he lies to her. Right, he after does. After being really touchy-feely with her the whole time. And they want you to, later in the movie, feel like he didn't do anything wrong <laughs> by doing this when he fully did. Yep. Even if it was just the lie. Yeah. But he is, like, doing these whole Christmas, like, newsletters and including in that newsletter, please don't tell my wife about this because she doesn't want me to do it. Like, right. she hates Christmas. She's an she awful person. She doesn't hate Christmas. She doesn't. She explains very clearly that sometimes it makes her feel really sad to see everyone else succeeding around Christmas and it feels like a reminder of the things that she didn't get to do, which maybe she could have if she wasn't carrying a third kid, a.k.a. her husband. Until she reads the letters her husband sends out that highlight the accomplishments of their family every year and the joys he feels with his family for Christmas. And all that's great, but he still lied to his wife. Yeah. And that's something that you should have to account for in a movie. That's all I'm saying. I'm not choosing my wife over Christmas. No, he is also <laughs> painting a rose-colored picture of their life. Well, yeah, just like Brandy is, I think. Yeah, sure, just like Brandy is. But, like, I don't think it's fair to be like, you're a bitch and you aren't grateful th for the things you have. And it's like... No, she's holding the family together, trying to get through, constantly reminded of things that she wanted to do and hasn't been able to do. And she's right when she talks to Brandy and she's like, it doesn't always just work out. Right. Like she is right in that moment. And for everyone else to be like, you're kind of a bitch. I'm like, no, y'all are bitches. Yeah. All y'all suck. Yeah. Maybe she should have invented a better vacuum. Well, I mean, she did tell them about the fire <laughs> problem. Like, and she did tell them not to ship it, too. That yeah, is not so, like, her fault. What happens to and, her company? But she still bought all that stock. You know, I'm they not gave putting that her in the stock Christmas because that was part of her compensation. They it's part of her comp. Yeah. Anyway. So he lies to her. He lies to her. And then at dinner, they're even touchier. So she knows he has lied because she found the letter. Yeah. She's watching them touchy-feely at, at Christmas dinner. If I were her, I'd, I'd have suspicions too. I'd be fucking mad about it. Yeah. And I do love that she ends up talking to Valentino and he's just like, hey, let's talk about it. And he's like, it seems like you're uncomfortable with this. And, and he's like, I'm not uncomfortable. I don't think you should be. And then she... She says, because he's like, two people can find each other attractive without it meaning anything. And I'm like, yeah, but they're touching. Like, a touch barrier has been crossed. Yeah. Um, but I do love that she goes, do you find me attractive? And he just goes, no. <laughs> I laughed out loud. I, know, I was like, poor Heather Graham. <laughs> she looks so hurt. That's Oh, I mean, that would be hurtful. Like, yeah. he is just like setting up the whole like, hey, we're swingers. Would you be into it? Right. She's definitely... Yes considering saying yes to that oh, proposal. Yeah, of course. And then of course. She's like, oh, so you think that you think Jason Biggs is attracted to Brandy? And he's like, hell yeah, she's a gorgeous lady. And she goes, Well, do you think I'm attractive? And he's like, no. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. It is brutal. But we we cut to my favorite part of the movie, which is his daughter's PowerPoint about why Santa Claus is not real. Yeah. And the fact that they gaslight her, so sad. She had such a bright future at Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the dean's about to kick somebody out of school is all i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> she's like that donation was not big enough for this i do if you get a chance to watch dashing through the snow which is not a, a romance but is the ludicrous and Lil rel christmas oh, movie. oh i can't wait to watch it uh she's the little girl in that movie too and she is equally as charming in that movie as well she had a big christmas year 
Can I tell you an anecdote that will really like emphasize a point that you both think about me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I was watching uh, Law and Order SVU with uh, my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Damn, that Chris Bridges is a really good actor." And she was like, <laughs> "You mean you ludicrous? Know that's ludicrous, right?" And I was like, "Oh shit, okay, cool." <laughs> He is really good on those Law yeah, and Order like, episodes. He's a Lula good Chris actor. Is a good actor. Yeah. He's he's I was genuinely blown away by a good that. actor. He's he's good. It's a fun Christmas movie as well. Highly recommend. And I at least at that point I knew who Ludacris was, but like right. I had not ever seen Ludacris. You know what I'm saying? I just heard his sure. music. Yeah, he is really good on those Law and Order. Episodes. He's so good. Uh, anyway, she does this PowerPoint presentation, and the kid with the monkey is like, "No, nah, I'm pretty sure we're real." This monkey told me. <laughs> I'm just like, "This kid is gonna need a lot of therapy later," but I like him the way he is. <laughs> but we cut to later that night, and Heather Graham is trying to find the letter from her husband, and she knocks a bunch of stuff over. They end up locking her outside because she climbs out a window and has to like fall down into the snow the next day. <laughs> yeah, she literally drops down from like the second story balcony onto like the grass out in front of their house. Also, I don't know who they thought was robbing their house. There's no one for miles. Like this house is in the middle of nowhere. It's a big ass house at least. Yeah. 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 We cut to the next day. When they're planning the Christmas pageant. And I do love that he's like, you want to play this as if you're caressing a woman. And they're just like clueless. And he's like, someday for you, I guess. (laughs) But I do love that Brandy is using the chip mitts. She's like, this is the best thing you've ever invented. (laughs) Like, these are amazing. And she is right about the branding later where she's like, you just got to put like sports team logos on them. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking brilliant. Just sell a million of them. (laughs) Depending on how expensive they are to make. Anyway. (laughs) So they're just gloves. Yeah, but people buy all kinds of stupid shit for teams. And they also like repel like snacks or whatever. I, I, yeah, I, I, they yada yada the science. I didn't care that much. I, yeah, you look like a three fingered lobster when wearing them. So I was out. Yeah, it's my favorite sexual position. The, ooh, the have you ever got a lobster? three fingered lobster, guys? Ow. You get to pick where the three fingers are. Yes, speaking of seafood, Paige, will you go ahead and show me where Bikini Atoll is and Spongebob lives? What? Why? You look like the pirate from the beginning of the... Uh, <laughs> uh, because of the eye patch that is on your uh, face! Eye patch, <laughs> face patch! <laughs> Sorry. I don't know how long I'll ever be able to make these jokes again. I do love that we <laughs> are just knows? like occasionally roasting Paige for something the <laughs> listeners cannot see. Can't see. It's all good. <laughs> For all they know, I look fucking badass. It is badass. Ooh, at, least, at, least, at least the listeners and Paige have things in common now. That they, they can't, can't see. see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, uh, Brandy pulls Jason Biggs up and they like sing a song together, which again is just like adding layers to Heather Graham's paranoia. So she yeah. sneaks back to the house. I loved full on investigator mode when she's like, okay, I'm going to go through the newsletter and see exactly what I can disprove. Yes. And she's like going down Crossing the list. Crossing things off. I love it. I mean, they're different scenes, so we have to talk about them separately, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, This part is where I'm like, okay, this girl may have gone, is going a little too far, I Oh, think. yeah. I think the point where she like works so hard to investigate, but still doesn't realize their kid is dead. Like she <laughs> is know. the yeah, worst yeah. person, Mikey. Well, and, and that's, earlier we kind of yada yada over that but here she's just looking for that letter and she gets into the room with the dollhouse now what she doesn't notice in this room are a bunch of boxes that have the kid's name on it i know which clearly for me would have been like he's either dead or something like 
something. <laughs> well, I, th- I thought that was interesting, too, because the room is locked like it's the eastern tower of the beast's castle or whatever. Right. And no one can get into it, right? Right. And, and Heather Graham, like, steals the key and just helps herself later on. Right. Which I thought was a wild thing to do. But I didn't know, like, what would be in those boxes because they left his room exactly as it was, right? They leave his room, but this is where I thought maybe he was in college or something like that, that he was significantly older okay, and yeah. these were things that had been shipped back to them or whatever. Yeah, so that could have been, like, his childhood room they left, you know, when he yeah. went out to school and then yeah that could be right because we don't really ever find out how old he was yeah we don't but meanwhile while the, the everyone else is still near santa this is where brandy's daughter and her heather graham's son try to disprove that santa is santa yeah because again this guy terrible improver won't answer them whether or not he's actually santa so they get tree sap and put it on the monkey climb through santa's house and then use that to snatch his wig and beard off, which did not have a hair reveal under it, negative two points. So. <laughs> yeah, he is a bald man wearing a Santa wig and, you know, what do they call that? A face merkin beard. <laughs> face merkin a beard. Anyway, <laughs> so those kids are in trouble. They take everyone home and s- <laughs> into this upstairs attic-y room walks Valentino, who just straight up kicks Heather Graham in the chest. <laughs> yes, jump kicks. That dude's in the air when he kicks you her. You picked the wrong house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an intruder. Just like kicks her through a wall of boxes. This movie becomes Kung Fu. The legend continues for a scene. I loved it. It was pretty great because he kicks her through the boxes we were just talking about. Yes, but then he just goes, I struck a woman. And he's like so upset. And I was just <laughs> yeah. like, yes. And honestly, you know what hurt more? Is when he said she he didn't find her attractive. I know, right? She was like, this kick in the chest felt like last night's kick in the chest. Damn it. <laughs> but I mean, like, Brandy's pretty hot in this film. She's oh, great. Oh, Brandy's gorgeous. She's always, always, always has been. Light. We always love Brandy on this podcast. Yes. I And I'm a big Heather Graham fan, but like, I don't know. In this movie, like, Brandy looks pretty good. Brandy looks great. And she still sounds great. Mm-hmm. No notes. But this is, uh, we like unfurl the tented thing in the middle of the room and it's a dollhouse and there's this weird side quest where we find out that Valentino's mother used to make dollhouses like super elaborate dollhouses after his father died so that they weren't in the poor house and but then her dollhouse factory burned to the ground so Brandy salvaged one and rebuilt it for him and then, of course, Heather Graham gets up and accidentally knocks off the table and everything gets ruined. That's why I like it seems like this that made me feel like it was a fever dream. Yes. They should have gone further and that should have been the dead kid's dollhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant like go full on hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this is where they they shoo the kids out after the, the monkey kid is like, thanks for taking the heat off of us. <laughs> Uh, but they shoo the kids out and jason biggs is like here's the problem your life is too wonderful and she's ungrateful for her life and it's like first of all this is not the way to handle this this is a conversation the two of you should be having privately because clearly she's going to apologize to brandy or whatever but like to just to everyone be like she's an ungrateful bitch i like ooh. No, I would have been like, what are you doing other than writing Christmas letters like this is? Yeah. No. I mean, I'm lying to your wife like that. <laughs> and lying to your wife and being extra touchy feely with your ex-girlfriend like Jason Biggs is the villain. Just put it out there. I don't think it's just Jason Biggs. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> 
I mean, I also think Heather Graham's not great in this movie either. I mean, they're both bad for different reasons. I think she's reacting to information that she has, and she yeah. has limited information. Because people aren't communicating with her the way they should be. I agree. And people are fully lying to her. Yeah, yeah, I agree, 100%. You know, and I think if she had that information, maybe she would react differently. But also... There's also a level of weird boundary pushing with him and Brandy. It's odd. And now for your fuck you, it's Christmas counterpoint, Christmas Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, it's Christmas. She needs to be more pro-Christmas. Nope. You know, maybe he should have cheated if she hates Christmas that much. Nope. I honestly, I was just waiting for either it turned out for Brandy to be a con man or for them to cheat and for her to end up running away with Valentino and for him to be like, I just said no because I didn't want to upset my wife. I'm going to throw you like this. Her Christmas spirit is so shitty. Santa Claus himself had to come visit her. <laughs> Santa Claus visited her because she kept his myth alive. Like, that's the only reason. But also, it's not Christmas spirit. It's She is not, she is operating on the information people are giving her, which is bad. It doesn't have anything to do with Christmas specifically. It is people in her life treating her shitty. That part is separate from the part where she is unfairly hateful to people who write Christmas update letters. But she's never going to tell them or do anything about it. That is a kind of petty that doesn't hurt anybody, really. Yes, and everyone does it. Mikey, you cannot tell me that there are not people that you watch on Instagram or whatever as as like a hilarious guilty pleasure of like, fuck their life. Everyone does that. I don't talk shit about it to children. And you know what? This is all coming her way. No, <laughs> you do it to us. You talk shit about it to us, which is all she would have done if her family hadn't been dicks. And, and listen, Mikey. We're pretty much children. Yeah. We only have three eyes between us. That's right. <laughs> we, you know children, only yeah. three eyes. <laughs> I think you need to open your third eye to see <laughs> that her Christmas spirit is what led her husband astray. This is terrible. <laughs> Heather Graham gets unfairly maligned in this movie, and I will not stand for it. And the fact that she feels bad enough that she buys his ass a fucking house that they then have to live in. She doesn't in. even care about her own children, case in point almost dives off a hot air balloon for no fucking reason. She does it so that they will believe in Santa and you're going to criticize her Christmas spirit? Yes, because if he she would have fallen off that balloon, what are they going to believe in now? Except that their mother is dead. They're going to finally believe that mom was the breadwinner and dad doesn't know what the fuck to do. And dad wasn't doing anything. And they're going to have a Phoebe Cates-ass gremlin story to tell every Christmas. That's true. But they are probably going to end up living with Brandy in some sort of polycule situation. Oh, um, you mean like best case scenario for their future? Yeah, but also for Jason Biggs. He, he's like lucky as hell. And then a couple months into it, Brandy would be like, oh, no, <laughs> like this is this was bad. It's more fun to have sex with my hot husband. Please leave. I bet it is. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so she apologizes to Brandy. And Brandy is like, hey, it's just a thing. Everyone makes mistakes. We'll figure this out. But like, like we're friends. I want you to be here. Please stay. And we will find out that it's because Brandy wants guests around the holidays because she is also sad because of her dead kid that we will find out later. And also yeah. lets her read all of the letters that her husband has sent her for years. So he's been lying to her for years. Yeah. I mean, it's like... A ton of letters, like more than 10 yeah. that she's like reading through. And we're supposed to be like, oh man, that's like sad. She's missed out on all this stuff that her husband does so sweetly behind her back and then lies to her about and her friends and, 
him all have this like inside secret about her that they can't share with her. It felt like really shitty to me. It didn't it felt feel real like, gross. Yeah, like I hated it. Yeah. Nah, my letter would be like, Dear Todd, my wife fucking hates Christmas, but I love it. So here's my letter about how much I love Christmas this year. I love my wife, but I hate that she doesn't love Christmas. The end. She's, you know, she just needs a Christmas miracle. And she got one, Mikey. Mikey missed the point completely. That's not, she doesn't hate Christmas. She is frustrated with where her life is. Yes. Anyway, she spends all of their life savings on buying him a house that he does not have the training to fix that they will end up having to live in. To me, this felt very, it's a wonderful life because they bought that like house that was like broken down and they were throwing rocks out of the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's sort of like the house in this. Like they buy this shitty house that they're forced to live in because Jason Biggs is a fully 200 pound 13 year old man child. Yeah. The movie does not say he does not have a job. It does, Mikey, because in these scenes where she's talking about their money situation, that's why it's such a big deal that she loses her job because she pays all their bills. That savings account is her savings account. Well, I mean, technically they're married. So like, you know, it actively says like he wants to buy houses. He wants to flip houses, but he doesn't have the training, doesn't have the money. And she's the one paying all the bills. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back further. This is her fault for marrying a person who was in a ska band. That's fair. Right, that's Mikey's finally making some sense here, actually. <laughs> and like, if you thought he was gonna be the breadwinner from a ska band, that that's on you. That that is true. While she was getting her engineering degree, he was in again a, a ska, ska band, band. Uh, trying to pick it up, pick it up. But <laughs> they didn't. Anyway, they buy the house. Uh, but they come home and find out that the kid with the monkey has gone to try and find the real Santa back at his home because he does not understand how far they drove. Uh, and they go and search for him for like 10 minutes only to find him at a sushi restaurant that very kindly was like, yeah, we gave your weird kid some soup, but like take him with you. Um, they were <laughs> really kind about it. They were like, hey, this sure. clearly neglected child needs some help. And uh, they gave him some miso soup for free. It was very sweet. Yeah, because she went out to do one nice thing for Jason Biggs while he was supposed to be watching the kids and what happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, what oh, the fuck is Jason oh, Biggs doing? Oh, where is he doing? And then what he's he like, doing? oh, I guess you lost our child while I was watching them. Yep. <laughs> He was practicing ska. Jason Biggs is the villain of this movie and it's positioned right. like he is like a hero. Nope. Uh, and in that restaurant is where she finds out that her company is insolvent and she's probably about to lose her job and all of her stock and everything that she is a master. She learns it from like an MSNBC like news show where the guy is yes. holding like a fucking SM58. Which is like a handheld microphone you would see at karaoke. Yep. And that made me laugh. I was like, there isn't a news anchor that holds that mic, my man. Their mics are at least $1,000 more expensive than that mic. And they also don't but hold them anymore. I know. They have boom mics and they're loved. Yeah. I do think that this family, like no reasonable family would stay with strangers over Christmas after they could get out of the house. No, I do think this whole thing is a Jacob's Ladder situation while we are watching Heather Graham die. Anyway, so she <laughs> comes back to the house and tells Brandy, she's like, oh my God, I don't have a job anymore. I have to go undo the fucking house I bought. Yeah. So I got to like get on the road and go now because if I don't make it to Salt Lake City and give like a wet sign to this, then I won't be able to undo it and we'll be screwed. So on the way, 
she runs into Brandy's friend who plays the angel in the pageant. Okay, you say runs into, but she has an accident yes. and runs into like a snowbank. Right. And then the angel walks up to the car. She is like on a country road. Yes. And this friend of Brandy, who she is, yes. but is dressed as an angel because she's going to be in the nativity play later. Right. Walks up to the car and Heather Graham is like, oh my God, did I die? Right. Because, I mean, hey, rational. Like, right? I would ask the same question. I'd be like, you don't have enough eyes, but did I die? Like me, <laughs> Paige, you're short on say, eyes. <laughs> I was like, far be it from Paige to point out who has enough eyes or not. Right. Anyway, she decides to get back on the road. And instead of, like, so she starts, like, putting it together based on the thing that the angel says. Where the angel's like, well, she likes to have people hang out with her because of, you know, what happened. So she drives back to the house grabs a key, unlocks Daniel's room, and is like, oh my god, he's dead. Oh shit. Paige, also on this drive, she sees the fucking billboard that's oh, like yeah, that's right. her that's son's right. foundation. The memorial foundation, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes. Like, clearly her son is donezo, you know? Right. But so she gets back to the house, and Brandy is like, yeah, I couldn't write that in a Christmas letter. That would bum everybody out, but that's why she skipped the year. Well, she did write it. She said, He's at a farm upstate. That's basically what she did. <laughs> yeah. Because she didn't want to say he's donezo. He went to heaven in a hot air balloon powered by the sunzo. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Mikey, I've never loved a head shake so much as yours right Ugh. now. <laughs> we do reveal that Brandy built his balloon. And, if, and they don't directly say how Daniel died. I kept imagining it was a balloon. but I thought it was a balloon boy situation too, Paige. Unfortunately, it was the opiate crisis. Possible. <laughs> oh fuck, that's painful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> another family destroyed by the Sackler family. Yeah, <laughs> this is why at Christmas movies we just gloss over this type of shit because <laughs> no one even asks. They're just like, oh, that sucks. Uh, I'm so sorry. Let's take a hot air balloon up. Yeah, I do feel like if there were like two writers to this, one person wrote that scene where like they talk about the opioid addiction or whatever. And then the other one just looked over and said, Mary and bright. <laughs> and they like just hit the backspace key. And that's why I think these movies are like popular now, because I think all movies touch on the dark realities that is our existence right now. Yeah. So you get to watch a movie that this where the main conflict is, you know, you shouldn't have stayed at this house. And I do think you're right, Mikey. I do think that this movie is the answer to sort of the tonal shift movies took after the Chris Nolan Batman. And I'm glad we got here on our best Christmas ever episode, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think people do crave like a... I do. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I do think people want that. And I think they want it because they don't necessarily want to watch the movie. They want to second screen the movie while they're doing something on their phone or wrapping Christmas gifts or decorating their house or stuff like that. I'm the opposite. You think people want... No, no, no. I'm sure other people do. For me, it feels fake. And I hate watching the things that are fake like this. It bothers me because <laughs> I'm just like, just tell me how he died. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we just ignoring it? Like last ho like or last Christmas, cry. Don't necessarily want to watch it all the time. Much prefer that to this because oh, it's yeah. still bonkers, but it has the emotional core. That's why I kind of think these halfway between Hallmark style and like real movies don't work. Because the mix is too much. Like, go to Hallmark. We're like, I still don't like those because those seem like they're fake people. You can't ignore that, like, people like a good Christmas film when there's not any darkness on going on. I get it, but it doesn't have to be darkness. And, like, I, I would just prefer some actual emotional investment. It doesn't have to be dark, but, like, 
real people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like my Christmas movies light and fluffy. You like all movies light and fluffy, Mikey. <laughs> like, this is something we have learned about you over time. I like some good movies. I deal with enough bullshit <laughs> in my life where, like... I think, Mikey, uh, I think a lot of people feel that way. I really do. I think that that's why you're seeing people, like, sh- like move towards movies like this that are, like, I think sort of brainless and silly and fun on some level you know they're not not fun to watch sure i just feel like they can still be fun to watch and still have more of an emotional core to them i completely agree yeah i mean i do think that you could just make a good movie yeah yeah that's what i want i just want disagreeing with you i just think that there is a lane for this kind of movie out there yeah but if you were gonna make one good christmas movie we couldn't get 300 other movies that's okay with me we have to put one effort into one movie here i don't think so i would prefer we did so I don't need 300 trash movies. I love that Mikey accurately like estimated the amount of work they put into this movie. And that was one three hundredth of a regular movie. Well, it's because they make like 300 <laughs> Christmas movies a year now. No, it's I like, know. You're not wrong, guys. It's fucking I nuts. I think it's funny. And, and here's the thing. Somebody tweeted the other day, and I fully agree with it, where they were like, there has not been a Christmas movie in the last 20 years that is as rewatchable as the Christmas movies 20 years ago. And that's fucking right. Because, like, we have not had another The Santa Claus. Like, we've had bad sequels to The Santa Claus. But do you remember the first one? Do you remember how much that movie makes you fucking cry? But it's still such a good movie. Like... Yeah. I'm with you. I will say, I don't necessarily disagree, but Spirited, which came out last year, is a movie I watch a few times a year. But it's a musical, and that's not for everybody. Oh, I get that. But I love it. I, I would say the closest I come, we watch Violent Night, but we that's a different lane on its own. It is, you know. Yeah. But even that has more emotional investment than this. Oh, I agree. And I mean, you're right. In the 90s, we had Jingle All the Way, Santa Claus. I mean, like, we had- Jingle All the Way is really fun. Yeah. They, 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 there is a space to make- While you were sleeping, Moonstruck. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of movies that make you cry for the last half of it, Let's get this, to this is where one. I started to cry in Best Christmas Ever, and I just didn't stop for the rest of it. Oh, I cannot believe either of you cried for this movie I thought it was terrible. It is terrible. Uh, she built his bal- Brandy built his balloon, but she can't get it to work because she needs the fucking gloves for some reason to start the Iron Man heart that flies the balloon. <laughs> I wish none of that was accurate. That was but accurate. all of that is spot on to what happens in the movie. And it's ridiculous because she like Brandy shows Heather Graham the balloon. It's like this very touching moment. They hug and she's like, well, I have to go because the balloon is the star for the nativity play. Right. So Brandy goes up about 20 feet, a.k.a. as high as the crane will carry her. And then she stops and she's like, oh, no, I'm having trouble. So she lands and Heather Graham's like, I'm an engineer. I can fix it. So she gets her lobster gloves out and fixes it. And then she gives those lobster gloves to Brandy. Brandy then goes back up 20 feet or AKA as high as the crane can carry her. And then is like, oh, wait, Heather Graham, you should come with us. Here's the ladder. <laughs> Climb, Climb the, ladder, the ladder, bitch. Yeah. And they don't pull the ladder back in. So as they fly over the house, they hook Santa and the sleigh, the decoration that she has. And so Heather Graham is like, aha, I'm going to climb down into the sleigh, fly over the pageant. We'll make all the kids think Santa's real. And then you fly back to the pageant to be the star. But this is 20 minutes. This is like 20 minutes of the film. Yes. It is like 20 minutes of the film. I want to point out that that's like best case scenario. Right. Worst case scenario is that she falls because the sled loses its like hold and crushes right. members in that audience. She is impaled on the Northern Star in front of her children. Yes. That's what I wanted to see. 
Yes. I think the most ridiculous moment in a film I saw in 2023 is when she has a conversation with her son from a mile above the earth. And then throws the stuffed animal down to him and he <laughs> catches it. But then they, they like park the balloon somewhere near the pageant, not the same place that they came from or whatever. Right. Because now Brandy has to go back and be the star. Right. So right. she has to like undo the sleigh and Santa just shows up and like magics the sleigh apart from the thing. And then she's like, okay, bye. I love his line though, because he comes up and he's like helping them untangle the ladder or, or whatever that hooked onto the sleigh. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I know how difficult these flying st- slaves can be. And then they're like, don't even really acknowledge him because Heather Graham's yes. such a sociopath. She's like, of course, this homeless man would be helping me because I'm a, the center of everything in the universe. And then she's <laughs> like, oh, wait, what? And he like turns into like glittery smoke. Christmas mist. Did I ever tell you about the time that baby Jesus cursed me to walk the earth <laughs> until the end of time? <laughs> I forgot that's how we started this episode. Uh, Just a friendly tip. Don't bring myrrh as a gift. (laughs) Everybody says Jesus Christ is a good kid, but like very petty. (laughs) Yeah, He was going to release me from my curse, but Pontius Pilate fucked me, man. (laughs) Anyway, they fly back over the pageant. They all see the star. Everyone's like, Merry Christmas, Danny, which made me cry. Uh, but then the little girl is like, I found new evidence in the Santa investigation. You should believe. And I was like, she just got herself kicked out of Harvard. <laughs> um, but then Brandy sings at the pageant. And that's the end of the movie, except <laughs> yeah, for the no. post credit scene. Yo, when the credits started, I was like, oh, shit, I guess that's just like it then. And it was fully right. it then. No, no, no. There's a post credit scene. Oh Where shit, my bad. Now I they it do off. Christmas together every year. Oh yeah, no, I saw that part. Yeah, and they went in together on her chip thing, and that's great, but now they live in the house that she bought for him to fix up, so they're not gonna sell it. They just have to live there. But the movie tries to paint that as a good thing. And, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about best Christmas? Bonkers, not a romance. (laughs) Hot trash. I would like to see Brandy's husband shirtless more. Hot Christmas trash. It is hot trash. But I loved the amount of hot air balloon CGI we did get in this film. It was a lot. I think that's where they spent all the budget. Oh, definitely. And I just want to point out that every time you see the balloon, it's fully just like a rotating 3D model against a green screen. Like, it's barely CGI. Anyway, with... Tony Stark's arc reactor powering it up from the inside. <laughs> yeah. yes. And that actually is CGI. You can see like the flames look a little. Anyway, I loved it though. Like no notes. I was here for arc reactor hot air balloon. That was fun. But I, I do think we also talked about some of our final thoughts a few minutes ago. Yes. Um, but I enjoyed watching it tonight. Would I watch it again? Yeah, if it was on or I was just like really decorating the house or whatever. But like our Christmas season movies like on this show are typically shitty movies. Like, The Princess Switch Switched Again was hot trash. This also, I think, falls into the hot trash category. But it's Christmassy and light and whatever. It's fine. Well... Christmas movie, you got Christmas movies, you got Christmas romance, and there's not the, like the we there's some classic Christmas films we have not been able to do. True, uh, but we've done a lot of the Christmas romance classics. Yes, I agree. This not one of them. But no. Paige, mm-hmm. do you have any fun facts for us? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have a similar conundrum with box office because this is like released right to Netflix, and they do not 
unless it's a part of a press release. They don't really typically tell what the budget is. Yeah. So I don't even have that. So we can't really do uh, fun facts or box office. I do apologize, which means we just got to jump right to the romance scale. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with the romance scale? Oh, yeah. Scale of Christmas 1 to 10 of how Christmassly romantic it is. Page. As a 1. Todd. Okay, I have to ask a clarifying question because of the way you, you set this up. Are we saying how Christmassy it was or how romantic it was? How romantic it was at Christmas. Okay, that's a one. I did think it was pretty festive. Like, I, I do like the oh, yeah. Christmas stuff There's in this Christmas movie. Christmas shit in the yes. background of every scene. So it's 10 out of 10. Yeah, because I was going to give it like a, yeah, well, I was going to give it like a six or a seven on the Christmas scale. I don't feel like this has the magic of like a night before Christmas, but there is a lot of Christmas in I it. I watched the trailer of Princess Switch 3 on Netflix, and um, no, that looks way jumping the shark like i thought two jumped the shark i can't wait i'm excited it looks so stupid okay i also give this a one i thought none of these people were romantic and that's our romance <laughs> scale uh, yeah so th- i guess this week i made you guys watch best christmas ever is it Paige your turn i think it is my turn because mikey did yeah he did santa boot camp then this, and then yours. So yeah, yeah, Paige, what movie are you going to make us watch next week? Okay. This is one that came out in 2004 when I was in high school uh, that everyone has asked us to do. We have not done. I have not seen. What? And I don't know if either of you have seen, but it's called Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Oh, shit. I haven't seen this one. I have seen this. We got to do it. Hell yeah, we do. Let's do it. And it is... It is bonkers. It's Hell fucking yeah. nuts. So win a date with Tad Hamilton. So your homework for next week is to win a date with Tad Hamilton and then report back for that episode on Thursday. Doesn't this have uh, what's-his-face? Yeah, it does it, have a what's-his-face yes, in it. it does have what's-his-face in it. <laughs> okay. From that 70s show? I thought it was Josh Duhamel, but... Topher Grace? You're thinking well? of Take Me Home Tonight, Mikey. Um. Yes, it does have Topher Grace in it. Oh, shit, maybe not. And hey! Nathan Lane. Oh, I love Nathan Lane. And Josh Duhamel. Yeah, it is Josh Duhamel. Hell yeah, okay. And Sean Hayes and Katherine Hahn and Octavia Spencer. This movie's going to be fucking lit. Can't wait. I'm excited about it. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? No. Well, while you're looking one up, let me read one of our Spotify comments that was on our last Christmas episode. The movie Last Christmas or our last episode about Christmas? The movie The Last Christmas, not The Last Christmas episode. Although, The Last Christmas episode was also The Last Christmas episode, so... Deal with that. This one's from Mantros, and they say, Great episode. Mike issues can't stop this power thruple. And Mikey's been trying to stop this power thruple for a long time, but we won't let him. I think the mic issues they're referring to was, was Paige's mic going yeah, out. The, my microphone. Yeah, but that was a fun-ass episode. Mikey, do you have a review for us to read on Apple? Yes. <laughs> I love how you always say that like you, <laughs> you're just remembering that you need to do this every week. Ken Rober. So what does Ken Rober have to say? Shubity Doo-Wop is his what? review name. Great. Shubity Doo-Wop. Oh, I love Shubity that. Shubity Doo-Wop. Skibbity beep bop bop. It makes me... <laughs> It makes my day every week to hear Paige geek out about Henry Cavill. Oh, I haven't done that in a while. romance books, kitchen stuff, and cannibalism. Nice. (laughs) Mikey and Todd are okay. That is accurate. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I agree with that 100%. All right. But thank you for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review or me read your five-star Spotify comment, I will do that. And Mikey will read your review if you leave us one. 
So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn. It's, it. it's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show oh. SHO like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, pages at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. Arr. I'm Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Todd. And ye be completing us. <laughs> to completion. <laughs> Late night pirate episode <laughs> energy is where it's at, guys. I had a blast tonight. <laughs> that a wooden leg? Are you happy to see me? <laughs> uh, with both me eyes, I be stirring the stew. Bye, pirate loving nerds. <laughs>